Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. All right, thank you so much for staying with us. Six minutes after two o'clock, we continue our conversation around what COVID-19 has meant for businesses in general. Uh, we know what uh, government is doing in terms of all the relief funds that have been available. What was interesting to hear, this was a week ago, was the Minister of Small Business make the announcement, a very scary announcement, actually, where she said, I think we, we are about to run out of funds. We thought we had enough, but we were about to run out. And she was raising the those alarms to her colleagues to say we have committed to supporting small businesses but we're at a point where we don't think we've got enough and that that gave me chills down my spine because so many so many rely on that relief and um, there's only so much to go around and that has left a lot of people and a lot of businesses vulnerable and you do know that this country's backbones economy is on that very small band of small businesses. Small businesses really drive a big portion of this economy. So that is, for me, my concern. So let's just uh, welcome somebody who deals a lot with directly with small businesses. And um, he's the CEO of Yoko, Gatlejo Mapai. And uh, they, they, they make those devices that make it possible for small businesses to transact in other words, you know, like the, the kind of machines that look like those credit card machines, they've, they've, they make those very innovative. And, you know, they were the talk of the town for a while. And they're now, um, I don't know what business looks like for them. But let me just welcome him on the show and hear from him directly. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. As I said, you know, it's interesting at times like this, you know, you come up with something innovative, amazing, uh, accessible, um, cheap and everything for small businesses. And then this happens when you rely so heavily on small businesses. What does that meant to you? Uh, that's a great question. So we um, work with uh, small businesses who have turnovers between 10,000 and 200,000 rands uh, a month. So that's really where we focus. Mm. And, you know, the majority of the 80,000 businesses uh, that have joined our platform across the country are accepting card payments with Yoko for the first time. So we've really taken businesses who were fairly informal. Mm. Uh, we've provided them with a terminal. We've digitized them. They have a piece of software. Mm. And as a result, um, it's put us in quite a unique position where we can uh, see in real time mm. what's happening with small businesses, mm. especially small businesses that were previously not visible. Yeah. And I guess the long um, answer to your question is since the lockdown, um, we saw a 90% drop, <gasps> 80 to 90% drop wow. um, in uh, uh, transaction volume, wow. which is reflective of what's happening um, with uh, the segments of the market. So. Wow. What's happening uh, to them is happening to us. Wow. And what we started to do now is actually share uh, this information. So we've been publishing um, this uh, information on our social media. Mm. And then we're actually going to be launching uh, what we're calling a small business recovery monitor. So basically seeing as we move through the stages, what is starting to happen to volume um, as some sort of indication and I guess maybe a bit of a positive is uh, since we've moved into level four, um, we started seeing quite a shift in activity. So, uh, you know, in some instances, 
Um, we've seen certain segments uh, move to about 50% mm-hmm. of where they were pre-crisis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's still very early days. We're looking at this day by day. Mm-hmm. But at least we're starting to see um, some activity return back into this, this part of the economy. I want to just ask, if you don't mind, for just people to call in. Uh, they may fall very much into that category, 891 If you don't mind, if we can just take those calls, because I think this is, as you said, very precarious. And also with the different stages that we have. And I'm, I'm, I'm in my mind, when I think about your customer, I think about the person that works at a market, for argument's sake, that sits with a little stall. And when you think about the dynamics, we cannot have markets anymore. You know, you cannot have that kind of environment and and that impact and how long that impact will be for. And I'm also interested in the data that you're really starting to pick up. What is it that we all can learn from it, particularly government? But let's just take your calls, 0891-104-207. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. 12 minutes after two, and this is Life Happens on SAFM, and my name is Pimelo Modene. So we're discussing the challenges that small businesses have, and you may be running a small little business, and you may be finding it extremely difficult, especially with the different levels of of how we are opening up the economy. Uh, you may be affected. I'd love to hear from you at night one, uh, 104.207. I also want to welcome the WhatsApp numbers as well, and calls and whatsapp notes 0614 my guest this afternoon is yoko ceo so yoko does those really um i suppose i mean just so suitable devices that a lot of small businesses use to transact um and you know when you describe what you guys do one of the things that i wanted to also highlight maybe you know you you will recognize this is for me sense of security because before cash was something that also brought, you know, heightened tensions to people, you know, they could be robbed and so on and those kind of uh, issues. But I also am very delighted to hear the fact that you are saying that you've decided to start collecting data. Now, properly collected data for me is the closest thing to fact. What are you learning in this period with the data that you have collected about how we could do things better? Yeah, so just in terms of the data um, that we've collected, so I spoke a bit about the impact of numbers Mm -hmm. since lockdown and also some of the recovery um, we're seeing since level uh, four. Mm -hmm. And what's also quite fascinating is if you look at it by um, uh, region, so, you know, the likes of Northern Cape, Pre-State, um, and Northwest yep. are, are recovering faster than, you know, the likes of uh, Western Cape, Gauteng, Eastern Cape. So this has been quite interesting. So the outer lying, uh, oh, sorry, the, the, the inland regions are actually recovering a lot faster. And I suspect it's because they have, you know, a lot less um, uh, uh, traffic um, or people traveling who traveled in and out of the country as a result. Um, and then something else uh, that we're finding quite interesting in the data, and I think we started polling um, some of our merchants just to get a sense of how they were planning to, uh, what their outlook was um, given the situation. So mm. we, we asked them some questions prior, mm. or as the situation uh, started to uncover. Mm. And, you know, we saw some very difficult things, right? So, you know, this was a, a poll we ran in, um, in March, 
And, you know, we found that the majority of our business owners were afraid they wouldn't be able to pay um, their employees in April. So these were the, 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 the business owners that we, we polled. Mm. Um, and that, you know, there was a lack of alternative sources of income to sustain themselves. Mm. Um, and that, you know, about half of the people that we polled felt that they wouldn't survive um, uh, outside of lockdown. So just, quite, Gattler, quite a... Just, uh, yeah. I, I, think that is for me so key i need you to just repeat that because i was afraid you were you were going to go there did you say half half yes half of the folks don't that we think polled, they'll survive yeah. it exactly so half wow. of the people that we've uh, we polled um uh, believe that they wouldn't survive out of lockdown sure. now this is a significant number um and you know we're obviously hoping for the best but it really does uh mm-hmm. put into context that you know, this was a, a part of the economy that, you know, we, we're all aware of. Um, this ministry set up, there's lots of talk about SMEs. But I guess what we're realizing through this uh, crisis is that there really isn't support um, and how vulnerable uh, this uh, uh, part of the economy is. And I really hope uh, that coming out of this crisis, we really hone in and focus in and ensure that um, we're able to support uh, this really critical part of the economy. Sure. Um, my heart is sinking right now because, you know, as I said, we heard the minister talk about how the money's almost run out and there was this massive fund and all of that stuff. Please honestly tell me, of all the people that you engage with, has anybody benefited from any of these funds and relief funds? So this is an important topic. Um, in general, uh, governments have typically uh, helped economies uh, by either engaging larger organizations or larger institutions, because that's who they generally engage. Um, the government, unfortunately, uh, isn't set up to uh, support uh, these micro-individual uh, types of businesses. Um, in fact, most institutions aren't geared up for that because it's not easy, right? Uh, there's a particular cost. And um, if you're heavily reliant on paper-based, people-based models to support these smaller entities, the economics just don't make sense. And I think that's really coming into fruition now. So the only way in which you can support these types of uh, entities, these smaller entities at scale and economically, is by using the power of digital, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Digital scales. And that's really been, uh, you know, what's allowed us to get 3,000 uh, uh, merchants across the country is being very much a digital story. So to answer your question, you know, we also polled um, our, our customers on this. And, you know, the feedback wasn't great, right? Mm. So, you know, on the topic of uh, has this been successful, um, the majority, so about 50% said no, they got stuck in the process. Um, about 34% said they had applied, but they hadn't received the payout yet. Uh, about 6% said um, uh, um, they've applied, but heard, haven't heard when they will receive a payout. And then about 3% received some sort of a payout. So once again, this is not on a massive sample size. Mm, yes, I get it, yeah. But it is indicative. Um, you know, we're not hearing many stories of people saying they received uh, uh, their funds. And once again, this is just simply because um, the economy is not geared or institutions are not geared uh, to supporting um, these uh, 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 micro enterprises. 
Those that think they will survive, what what is it that they're doing differently? Are they saying that they're going to completely quickly be agile and possibly change their models? Or are they reliant on the very same model and hoping that, you know, on a, on a, on a prayer, I suppose, to survive? What, those that think are going to survive, what, what is it that they're going to be doing differently? Um, so they are uh, demonstrating some of the best qualities of small businesses, which is resilience and adaptability. Mm. Um, so you're seeing quick businesses quickly moving into uh, e-commerce models. Mm. You're seeing businesses shift into uh, providing essential services, uh, whether it's food or masks, all these types of things. So you're seeing these types of uh, stories emerge, which are really um, uh, heartening. Yeah. And there is also the red tape that I'm concerned about because we've just discussed what businesses are doing themselves to survive. You are sitting with, yes, you said a small sample, but the the data is important. In terms of what can be done to support those businesses and how we can make sure that they don't all collapse at the same time, that's my fear because when they do collapse, hundreds of other families also are going to suffer. I want to know what we can do. How how do we rally behind these very tiny small businesses that employ maybe two, three, five people at a time? How do we keep them going? Because as we look at the regulations, some of the regulations just are going to make it impossible for argument's sake for me to go buy chocolate at my favorite little small chocolate shop because all she sells is chocolates. It's not an essential services, a service, and you can't go and sit and have chocolate there. Do you understand what I'm saying? So yes. what, what can we do and what can government uh, learn from the data that you have? And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because it seems like government's listening. You know, I'm, I'm, that's, that's where I'm sitting with now, that your data is important because it seems like government listens and every now and then they, they, they become a bit agile. Look, so maybe I can talk through um, what we're trying to do mm-hmm. and then uh, link that back to how I think government can support. Yeah. So we've uh, started um, a website called supportsmall.co.za mm-hmm. and any small business can uh, register there. Mm-hmm. And on that site, um, you know, a business owner can link to their own website. Yeah. Or we've set up a, a vouchering platform um, that the small business owners can register for and customers can come on and buy vouchers okay. to support them, right? So that's a very direct uh, way in which if you know of a small business that you've been supporting, that you've been going to, um, encourage them to go onto the platform. And if they need to start getting some income, encourage them to, and they can't trade, encourage them to uh, 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 register for the vouchers. And at least they can start getting um, some income uh, coming in. So is this, this is this voucher. Is this what for for, fu- for future purchase for correct? Okay, correct. all right. It's a exactly. So it's a voucher for future purchase. Mm-hmm. If the business is not able to trade right now. Yeah. Okay. Precarious. So, Precarious, seriously so, because if your data says 50% of those are worried they won't survive, it's essentially me saying we just actually putting up a crowdfunding platform and hope for the best because I also won't be really annoyed if that business doesn't come through and has fallen through and I bought the voucher and I can't redeem anything. 
Exactly. And I think that's an opportunity for you as a customer to actually form a relationship with the business owner, yeah. right? It's a, it's a small business. It's community. There's no, re- there's no reason a relationship shouldn't be formed. And there shouldn't, there's no reason a discussion shouldn't happen around these particular concerns. Mm. But I really think this is about coming together. Um, and I think it brings me back to my, my next point around community. So we're really around this support small diner. Um, we're really trying to form uh, a sense of community around this, inviting partners mm-hmm. and anyone who wants to participate to help um, uh, 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 the segment. And then obviously on the data uh, piece, you know, the small business recovery monitor that we're going to be launching very soon, where we're actually starting to share data with the market by province, by segment, um, providing information on how businesses in real time are effectively responding to uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the lifting of the lockdown. Um, to what government can do uh, to, um, to support, mm. I think it's really important that as government is engaging large business mm. and large institutions, mm. um, which they are a lot more comfortable with, uh, mm. to, uh, uh, to figure things out, mm. they really need to uh, engage um, different types of institutions mm. that are working on the ground with smaller businesses. Mm. Um, and, you know, fintechs and new age organizations and startups, mm. just folks who, you know, are, uh, you know, a bit closer to the ground when mm. it comes to these segments, mm. um, have the data, have the insights, and also are able to act a lot faster, right? We're a lot more agile. Mm. So I think it's important that there's a combined approach um, in terms of trying to deal with this and not necessarily just focusing in on um, the traditional partners Mm. or the traditional engagements uh, that governments have had in the past. It was lovely talking to you, and thank you so much for your insights and for your experience, and thank you very, very much for making the time to talk to us, Katlaho. Thank you so much for making the time, and we'll keep in touch with you and see how all of this is going. He is the CEO of Yoko, Katlaho uh, Mapai there, and uh, just sharing some insights as uh, the trends that they've been tracking. They are primarily suppliers to very small businesses. Uh, he says, I mean, the average is that the, 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 it's about between 5,000 and 200. Thousand, I think he said, um, and the impact that the lockdown has had on them, I am shocked. He says about 90, 80 to 90 percent of those businesses had stopped essentially trading. Um, it's not a shock because I we know what a lockdown meant, but I think it's the shock to the system is that what it meant to people on the ground and that 50% of those businesses, only 50% of those businesses think they're going to make it through. Wow, that's really something to worry about. But that, that's uh, thank you very much for your, ta- for your take there, Katleho Mapai, a CEO of Yoko.